0: What's up everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast. The show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Hi everyone! Thank you for being here. You could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you decided to join me here today. So for that, I'm truly grateful. I'm Super excited to introduce our fabulous guest today. Our fabulous guest today is Miss Ashley Reed. She is an exercise physiologist and pre-postnatal wellness practitioner. Ashley owns Active Mom Fitness, Philadelphia's only strength-based private and small group training studio for moms and moms-to-be. With nearly 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry, she's developed an effective approach to fitness. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So 20 years of experience. I mean, you look very young.
1: You look like you're in your 20s. So I got a lot of questions for you. But I I always hesitate with the 20 years. I'm like, it's good to have experience, but I'm super aging myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, tell us about how you got started. What's
0: your story? What made you decide, you know, starting this, um, you know, very focused, right? Very niche like um, business that you have right now. So, tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Sure. Yes. Yeah. So, I'll just spare you the long version since it is 20 years worth of experience. But um, some of the cliff notes um, I did go to school for exercise science, hence the 20 years. So, it all began then but also before i mean i was that person who um bought a weight bench at a garage sale which was like 15. um so i always had an interest in kind of what exercise could do for the body um and you know fast forward into my university experience was i worked a lot with athletes so my background is very much in the strength and conditioning side um and you know um Through my career, I've worked in different settings, but it's kind of all come back to, okay, how can exercise help whether it's the athlete or I did corporate wellness for a while. So how can it help the person who's sitting on a desk all day? Um, uh, I worked at a community organization doing some research and that happened to be on childhood obesity prevention. So how does exercise help children of a certain age group? So that's always kind of been my theme. And then when my, so my daughter now is eight years old and um, through my pregnancy, I wanted to stay active. And I guess my first kind of aha moment was when I knew I had a strong background in exercise, but I still was kind of questioning myself in terms of, is this safe? Should I keep up with this? Um, I was primarily strength training and running at the time. Um, So I remember talking to my doctor and, the doctor kind of referring to some outdated guidelines for exercise during pregnancy. Um, and so, and I'll, my disclaimer is I would never fault the doctors. Their specialty is medicine. It's not exercise, but it was kind of, I then felt this a little bit of anxiety. I knew I was doing the right thing, but I was like, Oh, I, I can't even get like medical kind of approval for that. So that was like my first aha moment. Fast forward. I did stay active all through my pregnancy, but ended up with the, um, an emergency c-section so my recovery postpartum was tough and it was a very similar situation you know we go to our postpartum um appointment we get cleared for exercise so i was like all right i'm gonna give this a try kind of i knew you know to gradually get back into things but i had so many other like healing issues i was like there has to be a better way so i did a lot of focus groups talked to other moms It was kind of a common theme so i took the perspective of how can I look at the mom's body like an athlete? And if there's this demand, physical demand, as well as repetitive movements, how can we actually train so that those things are more manageable versus just modify a program so that you can stay active? So that was kind of where it all started. Yeah.
0: Wow, I love that. Uh, uh, and you know, like a lot of businesses did start from like something that's lacking, right? Like from our own experiences, right? Um and so with your ex- experience it sounded like um there was a lot, there were a lot of questions right regarding um moms and moms to be um physical health right um and you did not stop there like you you saw the struggle that you went through the challenges that you faced um and the, you didn't you didn't say okay I'll just go with whatever the doctor says like you you went further you went further like tell us
1: more about like how that happened yeah it just felt like there was so much because at that time you know I worked with a lot a range of different people but I really felt like um you know there was just it was lacking not just from a resource perspective so you know you google prenatal fitness classes or postpartum, a lot of what comes up is yoga. Yoga has been around a while and there's nothing wrong with yoga. I'm just not a yoga person. So I was like, there has to be more for people who don't just want that mobility aspect. Um, But also just thinking of it from the professional side, I mean, I had um, two of the top certifications in the industry um, and thinking back to just all of the continuing education and what was taught in school, you really just kind of touched on pregnancy and postpartum. It was considered kind of a special population, but from the professional side, I'm looking at all of the fitness professionals and probably 50% of the people you work with are either going to become a mom, are moms, or at least female anatomy. And um, just in terms of the industry, just needing to elevate a little bit to support moms. So I knew at that point that um i needed to do what i could to get all the information possible so i actually um had started you know working with the physical therapist that worked with people after having a baby with pelvic floor stuff and um did a lot of deep dive on my own when it comes to that so that i could really focus on a like core and like what should happen there and i I learned a lot from her and just that kind of was the catalyst and you know, I was taking course after course, research study, research study, and slowly but surely, with the feedback of moms, kind of putting it all together to what is now um, a very effective approach to training. Thank you
0: for not stopping. You know your research, and you know, and and really doing, you know, all the studying and you know taking all the courses and and doing more and finding out more about like how you can help moms because there is really not a lot, especially even when I got pregnant, my, my daughter is 10 years old now, there's not a lot when it comes to moms um, and pregnant, you know, pregnancy um, and after, you know, postpartum, there's, there's not a lot, even the doctors, right? Even when I ask my, um, my OBGYN, it's, they have one solution. Here's one solution and one size fits all. But, you know, but that's not the truth right? That is not the truth.
1: Very much able. They understand the benefits of exercise. So they're able to share what the guidelines are. But I mean, just with anybody, even not moms, you know, like you can read like, oh, I should get 150 minutes of exercise per week. But it's very much like, okay, well, what does that mean for me? What can I do? And I think for the most part, if you're not pregnant, you kind of figure it out. You Google things, you go to different classes, you try different things. But pregnancy is such a vulnerable time. I think that that comes way. And a lot of people struggle with things like miscarriage and things like that, which kind of heightens that anxiety. So it's definitely not as simple as finding information on the internet and trusting it. And you'll find a lot of contradictory information. So um, in fact, I think the number is as high as like, I want to say like 68 to 80% of women feel like they didn't feel get enough guidance um, about exercise uh, for their doctors or, you know, online during pregnancy. So it's a, it's a big barrier. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, it is, and the, I didn't get a lot of information or guidance from my physician as well um, when when I was pregnant, even after pregnancy too. So, um, like, when uh, when when somebody comes to you, right? Like, um, so, um, like, how is that process like for for the individual, right? Um what, what is the motivation for them to look for somebody who is more of an, are they mostly athletes and they became moms and, you know, and they want to continue staying active and, uh, and then they come to you because you're an expert on it. Like, tell me a little bit more about like how that process, like what happens to your, um, client?
1: No, that's a question. Um, so my studio is all private and small group training. Um, at one point I was, before I had my studio in Fishtown doing, um, larger groups. I uh, and then I realized everybody had such individual needs that I felt like because I had that information, it was my responsibility to individualize things even more than just kind of getting to know somebody. So right now, um, the max I'll ever see in one group at a time is like five to six people, but I, um, I, I do a screening and consultation process. So it's a full hour of just like a deep dive where we are talking about, um, you know injury history that's maybe not related to pregnancy but then very much like what did you, is your if they're pregnant what is your pregnancy feeling like what are you experienced if you're postpartum how active were you do you have any concerns related to pregnancy complications um we go into uh obviously what your goals are but also like what's realistic for you time wise because as new or even when you're pregnant there's always the time and energy factor uh what your So it's a a deep dive of that, as well as a movement screen. Um, And so in terms of the type of people that are coming to me, it's always somebody who values exercise. So they know it's important, but they're needing that guidance. And they're so they're usually realizing already that it should probably look a little different, um, whether they were active or not in terms of what they're doing right now. So I've had athletes come Um, and they realize they can't continue to lift. I have a lot of people that kind of do like the CrossFit type lifting, but realize that there's something probably, not that the CrossFit lifts are bad, but like there's probably something better they can be doing during this time. I have always done cardio, you know, like they'll spin, they'll do treadmill stuff, um, but they've never done a lot of strength training. So that's a big thing. Um, People just not experienced with strength training, but realizing, okay, I'm gonna start to feel weak and I wanna feel strong, so let me start strength training. Um, so yeah it's a range of people that come but everybody has you know the common goal of just either trying to feel good and have a healthy pregnancy or wanting to rebuild after having a baby um, and I think one thing that stands out to me is when even when I picked the name Active Mom Fitness I didn't want that image of fit pregnancy because I think there's a lot of there's a vision that you get with the fit pregnancy if you see somebody that is, quote unquote, all belly and still toned arms and stuff, or that they've already been an athlete. Um, And then you think of, you know, with celebrities and Instagram, there's always that like snap back, bounce back culture. So for me, it's like, I just want you to be able to be active through your pregnancy. I want you to be able to be active with your kids and feel good and confident while you're doing it. And we use strength training as a tool for that.
0: Oh, I appreciate you mentioning that part, right? Like the, what is
1: it, the snap um bounce back and i thought that i think that i mean honestly all the people that come to me postpartum if i ask their goals i would there might be like five to ten percent of people that will mention weight loss but they'll always give the disclaimer like i hope that you know i lose some weight but that's not my main focus so and i think that that's like a misconception when people think of postpartum like exercise they're thinking oh it's to again, quote unquote, get back in shape, lose the baby weight. Um, but most of the moms that come to me are just, you know, they're not feeling strong. They don't feel like they're soft. They're feeling weak. They Most of them have some type of pain or discomfort as their baby gets older and they're having to do the same type of movements. And so usually it's just about kind of feeling strong again. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because moms, um, you know, when, when somebody, when a new mom becomes a mom, like they're not, they're not they're taking care of another person, right? It's not just themselves. And it starts from when they get pregnant and then they have to take care of themselves. And also if they take care of themselves, they're taking care of the baby inside them. And then when they have the baby, you know, they still need to take care of themselves, right? To be able to continue taking care of the little ones, right? And, um, and then love, you know, like you, you're taking off that, pressure but it sounded like you're taking off that pressure of like being the quote-unquote perfect mom of like being fit doing everything looking fabulous that instagram and celebrities put out there
1: right and you're like for you it's more like let it's it's deeper than that Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong there's you know there's nothing wrong with using fitness for aesthetics and wanting to look great progression and a process like you're first and foremost you should heal and recover and rebuild and feel good so that then yes if you want some like lofty fitness goal and you want to look a certain way or you want to run a marathon that that way at least you've laid the foundation so then you have you can train for that later on yep
0: yeah yeah i know it's a it's a beautiful thing to know that there are communities or spaces like yours out there especially in the philadelphia area right that concentrates on like helping moms and, and moms to be, right, to, to stay active and stay strong, right?
1: Really so important. There's so many health benefits. And, you know, there was just, I want to say like three, four days ago, just a, an article on maternal health and how our country is, the rates are rising quicker than other countries, and it's gotten worse. But um, the conditions keep getting worse in terms of maternal death, unfortunately. and so, Oh, wow such as gestational diabetes, um, you know, uh, early labor, things like that, high blood pressure. Um, so unfortunately, those conditions are rising, but they all kind of tie back to lifestyle factors that can also be improved with exercise. So it really, really is. And just even from a mental health perspective, you know, there's tons of research in terms of how exercise impacts depression and anxiety. And it's, No different with like pre-postnatal moms. um, You have that risk of depression and anxiety. So exercise Mm that. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. Yeah, like get those endorphins flowing in your body. Like they're those feel-good hormones. Yeah, yeah, definitely affects your mental health for sure. Yeah. Um, So you're gonna be at our ninth Diva Girl Wellness Conference. Congrats! (laughs) Ninth. Yeah, I can't believe it. However, you know, like um, I'm super excited because I have been following you. I've been getting your newsletter, and you know, and like what I said, like um, you provide a safe space for moms and moms to be to to you know to, to come in as their authentic self and then be guided by someone like you, an expert through that process, right? Um, so with this conference that I'm coming, so I, I, I thought that okay, the 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 theme of the conference this year is about you know womb health, right? Um, the reproductive health and wellness you know, of women. And I thought this to be perfect. Absolutely perfect for this. So, um, so and I, I'm grateful that you say yes to this here you know, to, to being on our stage. Uh, and I'm super excited about it. And the topic that you're bringing in is um it's about core training. Right? Core training techniques for women. Um and why is that important? And I know it goes beyond the aesthetic of having like, you know, like the, the six pack, right? It's it's more than that. So tell us a little bit more about why core training is important and what can they expect,
1: you know, um, at the conference? Well, first, I want to say that I love that this is your theme, because I think what I hear all the time is, why hasn't anybody told me this? Or why don't we talk about this? And so All of your presenters, I think, are touching on those things that are the, why don't I know this? Um, And we can be doing more with it. And so I love that you're putting us all together. So I'm honored to be a part of that. Um, And although I work with moms, this is very much for anybody, all um, women. And honestly, it can apply to really anybody to no matter how you identify yourself, I think, um, using the word women in terms of hormones and moms, that plays into core training. So I think there is something different and gender should train a little bit differently. So core training, I mean, the core itself is one of the most important areas of your body. It's responsible for stability. So anytime your arms or legs are moving, like your core has to stay stable or you kind of just fall over. Um, it's responsible for breathing it's responsible for your continence, like urinary continence. Um, it's what helps you generate force. Like if you're a runner, it it would help you, you know, absorb force. So the core has so many, so many roles that it's really important to train it the right way. Um, you know, you can look it up and it's a little bit controversial in terms of what muscles are included, but it can be up to anywhere of 29 muscles. So it's kind of like diaphragm down to pelvic floor, um, kind of that 360 cylinder front and back. And so... The topic of core training for women, um, I think there's been an elevation of awareness around pelvic health. And so pelvic floor muscles are just like any other muscle in your body. So just like you n- might know that your lower back has to be strong. So do your floor muscles. And I think that's been an area that's been neglected for so long, or you don't know oh, they exist until there's a problem. So many moms like postpartum will have issues with, you know, oh, I sneezed and I peed a little bit, or I jumped and. um, you know. Like, I was going to leak, which is very common, but it's not normal. So, uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly, ways you can train to avoid some of that or to, you know, get a little stronger if that's what's happening. Um, but the reason why it's important to all women is because the same type of thing can happen during menopause. So, the pelvic floor is very much involved in menopause, and um, the strength is really, really important. Um, and that can go into like, the feeling of urgency when you have to go to the bathroom, like, Oh, I can't hold it. Um, and that happens with a lot of older women. Um, so there's certainly a way to train the core where it's not just about the strength. You know, we think about the six pack abs and the aesthetics and being strong, but it's also about really the function. So your core is only as strong as both the strength and that all the muscles know how to function together. And that's really what I focus on is teaching people, how to feel all the muscles activated, but also to know which muscles need to kick in with other muscles. So there's a lot of synergy when it comes to core training. And that's the part that unless you're really getting somebody to sit with you individually, it gets lost a little bit. So I want to educate people at least on, okay, how do I know if I'm feeling those muscles and how can I start my core training in a way um, that I know I'm activating them? So, and I, to this no matter what anybody's fitness level is this is the foundation of core training so I, that's what i'm hoping to bring to the conference is people will walk away with all right i'm familiar with how these muscles feel i know how should I, I should approach core training you know if you're used to fitness and ab workouts you'll also walk away with okay how can i be stronger in these workouts
0: yeah wow i am so excited you are so everything that you said it's like it's it's, it checks the box that, you know, I'm hoping to learn more. Right. And if I want to learn more about this stuff, there are other women who want to learn more about that stuff. Um, it is true. Like nowadays I'm in my forties. Every time I am going to sneeze, I cross my legs. Right. And nobody talks about that. Right. And, and there's one thing that you said too, and I've heard my daughter told me this too, like, oh, that's normal. And, you know, and even, you know, hot flashes, um, you know, like um, menopause, um, and this changes that I'm feeling in my body. I've always heard that's normal, but, but the thing is it, it, it's not, it's not. Uh,
1: right. And I think that, you know, people have, we've been around forever. So why are we just getting to this point? But I mean, you know, I think there's more collaborations just even, so i already mentioned like i learned a lot from physical therapists and now there's more physical therapists studying this area and then so now there's more collaborations between fitness professionals and so it's coming together it's just a process it's a little bit slower um but i mean i think the good news is is people's quality of life can go up quite a bit with um just getting this information out and teaching people how to train their core in a way that will help improve it
0: Yes. Yep. And I think um, more women now um, are really questioning, right? Yeah. The, the quote unquote norm and asking that I, it, there's a way to make this better, right? And then um, learning more about our core, right? Learning more about the muscles um, and the pelvic floor muscles and everything else that's in our or around our core in that area, right? Um, there are different ways to train that so that we don't need to suffer anymore because, you know, like it's, it's like, it, it's the quote unquote norm. So what are you going to do about it? Just, just get through with it. Everybody else is getting through with it. Like, but no, there's solutions to this.
1: Right. I, mean, I so going back to like my first job, um, you know, out of college, I was probably like 22, 23. Um, and I was teaching, you know, like the hardcore hit bootcamp classes where basically you're just like, I'm going to create the hardest workout possible for people. And um, looking back now, I feel horrible. There's a woman named Melanie. She had three kids. She was about 40 years old. And she would come to all my classes, but she would always skip like the jump rope and skip like the squat jumps. And she's like, well, I've had three kids, so I can't do that anymore. And I would just say, okay, well, you can do this instead. I I didn't go any deeper than that. And I always think of Melanie now, like Melanie, if you were here, I could totally help you you could learn how to jump again. So yes, yeah, it took me all that time to come this way. And through, even through my own experience to realize like, yes, there's so much more that we can be doing to function better. And that's really my approach with everybody. It's like strengthen the core is the first step, strength train in a way that makes you functional in your daily life. So you're not having pain ever. And then yes, certainly reach for whatever fitness school you have. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay,
0: ladies, you heard it. You know what to expect. It's going to be fabulous. And, you know, and I hope I'll get a chance to like stop by and really listen to, you know, to your topic um, at the conference. So um, before I let you go, I have this part of the um, podcast where I do a rapid fire questions to get to know you a little bit more. (laughs) So it's, um, question I'll ask you a question and you have to give me the first thing that comes to your mind um and you can tell us you know why and we can demo a little bit um about it about your answer and then um but but yeah it's the first thing that comes to your mind one word or short one sentence answer are you ready all right here we go first question who is a famous person you would like
1: to meet dead or alive and why um, I'm going to say j c is the first thing that came to mind, which is so superficial like, in terms of like, there's no like deep thought there, but, um, I feel like because he's again, da- aging myself, but he's like, be- like he's been around so long that, and still putting out I love j yeah. c like his songs to certain points in my life and which is a very good way to kind of remember and feel different points of your life. So I feel like, yes, I'd like to just meet him and um, you know, dig a little deeper into his thought process and at least let him know like you were present in all these different points of my life. <laughs>
0: Right. Yeah. Give him some props for like, you know, the creativity that he shared with a lot of us in the 90s and early 2000s and he also helped put out great artists nowadays like Rihanna, come on, right? So
1: He's such a businessman, so he really has this interesting story, so Feel like he'd be a good person to sit down and have dinner with
0: <laughs> i agree oh my god yeah totally yep any story from rags to riches really right like the determination of that yeah no definitely i'll like bring me with you okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all
1: right next question you ready yeah okay what did you want to be when you were little oh good question i wanted to be a travel writer uh yeah. I think part of it was because my mom would always talk about like what a great writer I was, but I also like from a young age knew I wanted to travel, which I truly appreciate just seeing how different people live in different parts of the world. And so I saw myself like traveling around and writing about it once again, dating myself because now it's just like influencers and blogs and talking about not as much travel writing going on. But um, yeah, that's what I wanted to be. I love it. So um, if you can
0: have any job in the world, what would it be? Would it be travel blogger or travel travel writer? I
1: would actually say it's hard because I actually feel like what I'm doing now is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think I would say this because I also have... So right now I'm actually writing a book, so I'm getting like the writing piece of it. Um and you know i get i do continuing education for professionals so i get that that aspect so i think within this like exercise field and pre and postnatal strike training it's not just the one-on-one which i do love but there's so many other aspects to it so i would say that i am exactly where i want to be
0: i love it yeah i mean you know you're you're doing the world a disservice if you only do one-on-ones or small groups right so i think through writing through publishing a book it's a great way to help people who are, you know, more people who are out there, right? I think that's beautiful. I just
1: want it to be accessible to more people. Exactly. Even though I do like virtual stuff, it's still, you know, people have to be able to have the time and the resources to be able to work with me. And so I feel like more people should just know about it. So that kind of, that's why I feel like I have enough process to be able to put it into words and really have my voice come through. So I'm excited about it, yeah that is amazing good luck with that good luck yeah you know i've said it out loud and put it out to all the listeners so now it's real (laughs) yeah we're expecting a book from you ashley We're like very slowly to share it um so yeah now it's out there (laughs) yeah yeah no that is definitely exciting um okay last question
0: actually i have two more is that okay because you're still fun. So I'll, I'll give you two more. All right. So what is your biggest motivation for getting up in the morning? Mm.
1: Um, that's twofold. I will say my clients and my daughter. Uh, so I think the clients that is, I'm really fortunate to be inspired by the people I work with as well. So there's definitely like a two-way street there you know there's people who own their own businesses who have three kids who are volunteering on like the school board but they're still making time for themselves so i think working with really great people um and that accountability you know if they're showing up for me i want to show up for them type of thing um and then my daughter she's seen this whole journey and i guess technically initiated it with me being pregnant with her but um she you know she asked me every day at dinner so what, what did you do with the mommies today and very much picked up on healthy habits and is very proud of her own strength and body. And so that makes me really happy. I
0: love it. Uh, I love it. I, I, I totally resonate with that. Like, um, like with my clients, like, you know, they are my motivation. Like when I get up in the morning and, and, and go to work, right. To do, do to, to do counseling. And I love it so much that I take care of myself like so much so that I can show up because they show up. And I wanna show up, you know, like for them to you. And then when you talk about your daughter, right? Like they're they're watching us, they're watching us. So we have to be the example
1: for them, so yeah. Yes, I can see where you're doing the exact same thing and it resonates. I think when people truly enjoy what they're doing, like you said, you do wanna show up and be your best. So you do take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. All right, last one. Um, What do you love to be complimented on?
1: Oh, that's tough one I think being a mom um, I think I like when people yeah when they say you're such a good mom because I think I've you know it's one thing you go into and you have no idea how you're gonna be um, and I do think that I'm intentional about a lot and I love the relationship I have with my daughter and so when other people see that it makes me feel good
0: I love it. Oh yeah. It's the best compliment in the world when, when, you know, when, when someone tells you that you're a mom, that you're your best mom, you're a good mom. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been such a delight. It's so nice to be connected to you again. <laughs> so, um, well in our podcast, you know, I have my guests have the last words. So what would be your parting words to our listeners today before we say bye?
1: Well, I would say one that I hope to see you at the conference. And I think that everybody can get a lot out of it, whether you're a beginner with fitness or you've been training forever. I think that I'll bring some new information. Um, But really, I'd also just say that with the topics that aren't talked about enough, find ways to educate yourself and find ways to, you know, talk, have those conversations with other people. So whether it's you know, things that happen with you're pregnant or not, or, you know, the other things like menopause and, um, you know, everything that I think women maybe haven't been talking about for a long time. I would say there are things that everybody's going through and have that discussion is what's going to make more resources for us. Yeah, amazing. Well, Ashley, thank you so much.
0: And I hope you had a great time as much as I did. This was great, yeah, I did. Awesome. Well, goodbye, everyone, and we we shall see you at the conference. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at divagirltribe. Become a member and join our Divagirl 411 Facebook group.